This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1867. Is Marriage a Lousy Deal for Women? By Tonya Lester of TonyaLester.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of ORD with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. Now, today's article might take you by surprise a little bit. Author and therapist Tonya Lester observes how, several years removed from the start of the pandemic, the frustrations that women often experience in their marriages have become extrapolated. Let's hear what she has to say and see if we can find some solutions both in her writing as well as in my commentary at the end, as we jump into this article now and optimize your life. Is Marriage a Lousy Deal for Women? By Tonya Lester of TonyaLester.com Leo Tolstoy famously wrote, quote, All happy families are the same. Each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. End quote. In my couples therapy practice, however, I found the opposite to be true. People are unhappy in remarkably similar ways. In the wake of the pandemic, one scenario seems to be playing out in my work with heterosexual couples on repeat. Women are ending their marriages because the relationship is no longer worth the sacrifices required of them. They don't get enough in return. It's not just the oft-cited, unfair distribution of housework and childcare they're unhappy about. They're lonely. They feel in many ways disconnected from their husbands, who they often say lack empathy. They're tired of offering their husbands emotional support and care, but getting none in return. To compensate, women tend to turn to their friends and extended family for that emotional connection, something the pandemic pulled out from under them. Healthy partnerships can go through tough times and emerge stronger afterward. Less secure relationships will often buckle under the strain, especially if the strain is long-lasting, creates uncertainty, and cuts the couple off from other resources and sources of support. The pandemic has been a boon for couples therapists. While it's often true that couples finally start therapy only after their relationship is in tatters, this is especially true recently. By the time they found their way to my office, the women in these couples are no longer looking for changes. After seeing no effort from their husbands to make the marriage better, they're done trying. They want a divorce. He looks stricken while she appears resolved. He feels blindsided that she's willing to blow up the relationship. She's incredulous that he didn't see this coming. His shock is simply more evidence of his disconnection from her. Women have long been less satisfied with marriage than men. In fact, 69% of divorces are initiated by women. For college-educated women, this number jumps to 90%, and there are many reasons for this gender disparity. For example, men are more likely than women to have affairs, struggle with substance abuse, and be violent. In other words, they're more likely to engage in behaviors that cross the line for most women. But the couples I'm talking about involve nice guys who wouldn't dream of breaking these basic marital agreements. Instead, these men are operating according to long-standing societal norms that encourage men to be self-oriented, and for women to be other-oriented. Men have been reared to view their value in terms of material contributions. Many men don't expect to be judged by their emotional supportiveness and collaborative efforts when it comes to their families. Women have been reared to view their value in terms of their contributions to their families and communities, even when they have their own successful careers. These norms haven't changed much with women's entry into the mainstream economy over the last half-century. If anything, They've been amplified after a few years spent in the pressure cooker of COVID. Unfortunately, being an other-oriented person partnered with a self-oriented person 
leads to a host of predictable problems. In general, men participate less in household chores, child-rearing, and the emotional labor involved with running a family. Often, they prioritize their work, leisure, and happiness over hers. For some women, it isn't even the labor itself that's so galling. It's the underlying lack of empathy. Their husbands see this happening and they don't care. As one woman said to her husband, You know I'm running around like a crazy person, and you just sit there on your phone. If you love me, you should want to help. The traditional marriage, with clearly delineated gender roles, is over. In most marriages, women are working and contributing to household finances. As a result, they have more leverage and resources than ever. The expectation that wives orient themselves around their husband's emotional needs and preferences, offer unconditional support, but not get that same care in return, is no longer working for many women. And they've come to believe that marriage is holding them back from living the life that they want to live. If she's already bringing in an income, is still doing most of the housework and childcare, and doesn't feel seen or understood by her partner, she may tally the reasons to stay and come up short. Women expect emotional care and empathy. A partnership devoid of emotional intimacy no longer feels worth the sacrifices that come with any long-term relationship. Of course, it isn't true every husband is self-centered and all wives are selfless. Plenty of men actively engage with their wives on all levels and prioritize closeness and connection. But as a whole, Men are still socialized to put their own needs first, while women are socialized to put their needs last. These gender expectations, still retrograde even after decades of effort at gender equality, lead to gender differences in how our brains respond to others. A study in the scientific journal, Nature, showed that women get a dopamine hit when they engage in pro-social behavior, while men get a positive hit when acting in their own interest. Researchers speculate that this is not because of a structural difference in our brains, but because of social conditioning. Our brains are plastic and change in response to our experiences. But the good news is that this same plasticity allows for change and growth. Research shows that men are just as capable of empathy as women, but that they don't demonstrate their empathetic skills unless they are explicitly motivated to do so. In one study, Men scored far worse at accurately inferring the feelings and thoughts of others when they knew they were being judged on empathy, but otherwise weren't incentivized to do so. The men scored just as well as the women when they were paid for accurate empathetic responses. In a later study by the American Psychological Association, researchers found that empathetic accuracy was less important than empathetic effort. The authors end the piece by advocating for helping couples to more clearly communicate their empathetic efforts. It's discouraging to think that the happiness of their wives, stability of their families, and longevity of their unions is not enough for some husbands to make their strongest empathic effort, especially when they don't even need to get it right. They just need to make a consistent, visible effort. But I don't think this is true. I think men are motivated to make this effort, but only once they fully understand the depth of their wife's unhappiness. Sometimes this only happens once she has her suitcase packed and is heading for the door. You just listened to the post titled, Is Marriage a Lousy Deal for Women? by Tonya Lester of TonyaLester.com. Okay, and thank you, thank you to Tonya for this post. Now, this article may leave you feeling a little bleak or uninspired. Men might feel under attack, women might feel hopeless. Of course, there are many different responses that could be conjured up, but those are likely some common ones. 
But no matter what role you play in your relationship, or what your gender is, or how functional your relationship feels, one helpful takeaway for anyone today is that we can always seek to improve our relationships by understanding our partner's sources of motivation, as well as our own. Maybe you're a woman listening to this article, feeling as though it describes your husband perfectly. If so, a good start could be asking yourself how to leverage your husband's tendencies to bring out the best in him. So, if your husband does measure his success by material contribution or professional workload, what do those drives have in common with empathy? Or how could they be used to extract empathy? How do you bridge that gap? Now, ultimately, this is for you to find out within your own relationship. But perhaps it might start as a conversation in which you acknowledge how those contributions have been beneficial for the family, how they've helped you feel more secure, how tiring they must be for him to maintain, or how motivated you too are by similar things to a certain extent. That modeling of empathy is a really powerful tool, yet it's often neglected when we feel as though we've routinely been discredited. But the thing is, even if it doesn't lead to solutions, it does provide a sense of assurance that you've made a greater effort to work through this problem that you do share, even if you feel as though one party is more responsible for it than the other. So, think on that, everyone. How can your partner's motivators be redirected and used to achieve outcomes that are more beneficial for both of you? I wish you luck with that. And of course, I thank you for taking the time to join us today. It was a great article, a bit different from what we're used to but important to check in with nonetheless. So have a great rest of your day, and be sure to come back tomorrow for more, where your optimal life awaits.